podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast. I knew he was going to do that because he's already coughed over the opening intro. We won it six times. We won it six times. We won it six times. Good weekend, come. Fucking amazing, lad. Fucking amazing. Sorry, sorry, Trev, you were saying? No, I was I was just saying that Anfield's the home of the six times champions of Europe. That's the Anfield from the title there. And this is episode two three eight. You can hear what kind of show it's gonna be. I am Trev Denny. I am podcasting to you from my field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I am joined by Carl Kopak and Cam Branch and Guy Drinkle. And we're gonna talk about the final moments around it, moments after it, moments during it what it means. We're going to have a look forward. We're going to talk about some of the stories surrounding Liverpool this week. These are the plans of what we're going to do. However, what we actually do will be very much dictated in the moment by where the conversation goes, because honestly, we want to be free flowing. But those moments will form the core of it. And the moment that I want to start with was the really, really heartfelt opening words from Jürgen as the BT monkey put the... um microphone in his face immediately after the game and it's an interview in which uh he's close to tears it's an interview in which he talks about his family it's an interview in which he really fights the urge to swear uh bless him um and i just thought it summed up a lot um for me um because as i was watching it it was quite surreal i was kind of blissed out um i was moments away from getting on the microphone for two bloody hours to do raw um, so I had a strange reaction um, to it, but watching it afterwards, it, it really hit home. So we're going to start there and then I'll come to Carl. So here we go. Here is Jürgen in the immediate aftermath of the final whistle. I can drag you out of the crowd. European champion, how does that sound to you? Excellent. I'm so happy for the boys. I'm so happy for these people. I'm so happy for my family. They suffer every year. Uh, when we go to a final last game of the season and we lose it so they deserve it more than anybody because they are so supportive like they are like they are did you ever see a team like this fighting with absolutely no fuel in the tank anymore both teams obviously Tottenham came up changing offensively and all that stuff and then you have a goalkeeper who makes difficult things looking easy very nice thank you very much Yes, it's unbelievable. What a night. The night will be much better now. We have to do interviews a little bit and showing the cup to the people. But it's uh, really the best night of my life, um, professional advice. I can see you enjoying it so much. So what does it mean to, to deliver a trophy? Because uh, people can't say, oh, you, you haven't won a European final anymore now, can they? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, yeah, it took a while, obviously. We, we tried a lot of times. Oh, it's important, of course, for our development and improvement because um, it's always like we, we, we are doing good steps, but then people say, yeah, but so far you didn't win anything. So this little mark <laughs> helps a lot, helps a lot. So now we can carry on. Look, it's our owners as well. Eh? 
So they never put pressure on us. They only supported, really. And then you can deliver this to, to John, Mike, and, and Tom. It's brilliant. God, I love that man. I absolutely love that man. And so much aspects about that, that little speech there. Uh, even to hear him talking warmly about the owners, that just tells you where we're at. This club's on a different level and it's been forever. Uh, and it's just so gratifying. Carl, I know your opening thoughts aren't necessarily fully related from what you said. No, because uh, I thought, I thought I'd, uh, I'd do 10 seconds off Liverpool because we're going to talk about everything else. Um, and, um, I can't get Liverpool out of my head. So I thought I'd try my best to this. So basically, I use the opening quotes just to talk about stuff that I really, really like. Um, I've got two quotes. So if you want the second one, you can have it. But um, I just love this so much. Does Magna Carta mean nothing to you? Did she die in vain? That brave Hungarian peasant girl who fought King John to sign the pledge at Runnymede and close the boozers at a half ten. Is this all to be forgotten? <laughs> I'm, going to do the, I'm going to do the second one because I just love the second one so much. Do, do. Um, Seems ages since I had a natter with old Yoko Suji in Tokyo. I wonder how his wife is. What was her name? Radiant flower of the divine heavens. I wonder if her feet are still playing her up. <laughs> One of the is... funniest men ever to walk the planet. And it is? Tony Hancock. Tony Hancock, your, uh, your uh, visual representation on this very app. Yes, indeed, yes. I absolutely love Tony Hancock so much. And I was just thinking because there's all this stuff going on about England at the moment. So I've been, I've had the words. Uh, did what, what about Magna Carta? Did she die in vain? I've had that yeah. in my head all day. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's so it's it's so gratifying to go back to guys who are genuinely brilliant. And my God, he comes into that category like yeah, it, just just that kind of laconic style that you don't really get too much anymore. Uh, I, I heard someone talking about modern comedians and how they're all so. All brash and aggressive and abrasive. I think actually, you know, I think it was our mutual podcast, uh, chum Adam Buxton talking about American um, comedians and how they come in and they're all high energy and they talk about how they just smashed that room. They really smashed it. And he's he's like, really? Is that is that what you did? You smashed yeah. it? You know, it, it's it's surely good comedy is always kind of on the edge and proper comedians are the ones that are really riddled and infested with self-doubt and and, and nuanced and nuanced yeah, yeah as opposed to going out and, and doing something at people i thought it was a really good observation by buxton and I so think, my, my plan with all this all the time is i just hope that one person goes tony hancock i might look that up that's quite funny i i, I, that's, I that's why i do it I really hope they do as well. I really hope they do as well. Because you, you will. You'll get loads on YouTube, won't you? You will. I yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, loads I, of the I Hancock Half like, Hour is, is on, on YouTube. Can I add the missing page? Tony The Tony Hancock radio serial, the missing page. I think it's the greatest half an hour of radio comedy ever made. And it's like 1960 or something. It's just utterly fantastic. And is that accessible anywhere? Like yeah, yeah, that's on YouTube, yeah. Class. Class. That's a proper recommendation and a non forty one. Uh, Cam, I get the distinct impression yours won't be non-footy. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, here goes. Jurgen Klopp. Pep Linders. Peter Krauts. John Achterberg. Dave Fallows. Barry Hunter. Michael Edwards. Tom Werner. Michael Gordon. John W. Henry. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Alison Becker, Ryan Brewster, Fabinho, Roberto Firmino, Joe Gomez, Jordan Henderson, Kelleher, 
Adam Lalana, Dejan Lovren, Sadio Mane, John Matic, Simon Mignolet, James Milner, Alberto Moreno, Divock Origi, Alex Chamberlain, Andy Robertson, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Jordan Shakiri, Daniel Sturridge, Virgil van Dijk, Ginny Wijnaldum, Carol and Caroline, <coughs> everyone else connected at Liverpool FC that I haven't named, and to every single LFC supporter out there. Thank Go you. Go on, name, name them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trev <laughs> Carl Coppock, Guy Drinkle, Dan Brange, Jags Tandon, um. Nina Kowser, Arun Singh. You want to carry on? <laughs> Pat Sharp, DJ Spoonie. <laughs> DJ Spoonie. Um, James Bond. James Bond. Nice Dennis is a red to discover that this week. Good lad. Good lad, Les. What's there's a, a few. Where, a few. Were you, where were you going with this, brother? It was just basically to all of those, everyone connected at the club, everyone, they've worked so hard. Have you just done, have you just done a big old LFC family shout out there? Have you? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Pretty much. I love it. I love it. You're feeling, you're feeling a bit blissed out, brother. Obviously you're, you're feeling quite hippie like, are you? All, I am. All, love, I love to all men. Love to all mankind. Yeah. Well, can I ask a question about that? Um, I'm, I'm going to go to the side of this. Can I have a day-to-day um, record of who's cried on what day? Oh, that's interesting. I like that a lot. I, I went big today. I went proper big today. Did you? Yeah, because there's, there's something on um, there's something called Liverpool the UCL movie or something on YouTube. I absolutely lost it about forty times just watching it. It's only it's only ten minutes long. Yeah. I went I pro- proper tears down the cheeks, and it's 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 Thursday when we're recording this. And yeah, you know, I had a bit, I had a bit of a sob on on Saturday. Went big on Sunday with the parade and everything. And yeah. then I've just had the odd moment of sort of, um, it's it's either the odd sort of tear or the Tim Tim Hemman fist pump of absolutely nowhere. You know, just walking down the street and suddenly I'm just going yes like that yeah. for no one in particular. Yeah. I've done, I've done a few of those for sure. I had a little bit of a, of a wobble when after Raw, I went back to watch the post-match highlights and the, 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 the commentary that I'd recorded from BT and just hearing those interviews like the one I just played, I properly went, um, sitting on my own in my sitting room at all hours of the night. Uh, and I've had a few wobbles since. Cam, I mean, I know it was different. You were, you were properly immersed, brother, out there in the, in the uh, heaving uh, throng of, of, of red supporters uh, in Spain. Um, did you l- allow yourself to, to get properly emotional in the night, or has it hit you since? Um, when the final whistle went, um, for those of you who know Indy Singh, who's part of the uh, uh, the Singhs uh, who go to a lot of the games, i.e. with Aman Singh and Bao Singh and Tao Singh and Harinder Singh Bhaji, um, he's part of that crew. Me and him were stuck together and I, I just broke down. I was sobbing in his arms. He, he held on to me. Um, it, it was just, you know, the emotion all came out for me. And, uh, that was, that was the really huge moment for me. Um, uh, I was re, I watched the game yesterday for the first time. 
as in because you don't watch it in the stadium, you know, not on a day like that. You see, you see a game of football, but you don't really understand what's sort of going on. Uh, if that might be just through. as well, Cam. Bloody <laughs> 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 awful! It, it was awful. <laughs> I, you know, it, it looked awful from where we were, and it really was. And awful. then when I watched it back, it was like. Well, well, talk to talk to me about the specifics of of, of your viewing uh, of it. Like, what what was the what was the physical arrangement that you had there for that? Um, as in where I was when I was watching it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was on the eighteen yard line. Uh, if if uh, on the same side as the camera. Okay. Did, was so Divock running away from you when he celebrated? Pardon? Oh yeah, so, so Divock was running away from you when he celebrated. He ran to the other side. He okay. ran directly towards Harindabaji and uh, his banner. Well, they uh, saw him. Yeah, so fairness. So that's hence why Harindabaji got. Got caught up in the. Sorry, um, sorry. Television's horrendous Singh is how we refer to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Television's horrendous Singh. Yeah. Have, have, I to, have I got to change his name now? Television's yeah. horrendous Singh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. TV horrendous Singh. Um, so he, obviously Divock ran away from us. So. Um, I was exactly opposite. I was in the uh, lower tier, but on the very last row, smack on the 18-yard line. So that that gives you a good idea of where I was. Um, sweet. Uh, it was a it was a sweet spot. Basically, we didn't know where we were meant to be sitting. So um, because of I the, the way I managed to get into the stadium. Um, <laughs> you, you make that you make that sound incredibly illegal. <laughs> I think we should leave that there, <laughs> gents. To be honest, well, yeah. Sure <laughs> if it was or wasn't, let's put it. Well, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Um, I didn't actually have a ticket. I had a pass. Okay. But the pass didn't have a seat number on there. So. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah so before the game, I, I was actually pitch side while the players were warming up. So Stephen Jarrod walked past me. Lewis Figo walked past me. Michael Lydra. Walked past me and I just sort of acknowledged them all. I said hello to Mr. Loudrup, enjoy the game, and he said you too, um, because I I didn't want to stop. Oh yeah, and I'm the, I'm the name dropper. I see. This yeah, is yeah. unbelievable. Wait, 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 you have conversations and whatnot. You know, you you're you're part of a million and one WhatsApp groups, and you're. I just said hello to a guy, you know. So um, Rushy walked past us earlier on when we were outside trying to figure out how to get in. We didn't know where we were supposed to be going in because we had no seat numbers. And no entrance on there, so we we actually went got in by going via um, where the coach goes in. By As, by the way, how touching was it to look at Rushy's head going up with the cup? Um, he looked genuinely chuffed, like kind of just pleased as punch, like a little happy fella, uh, you know, on a, on a primary school day out or something. He was delighted, and I have to say something nobody's mentioned. I absolutely loved it. Sadio Mane, the wee jack-in-the-box that he is, running up to Rushy with the cup, and Rushy just yeah. waiting for him, and he turns his back and does some sort of a Mane jump celebration. And I saw then, that yesterday. And then Rushy just says, okay, I suppose I can go now. I've, 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 I've waited <laughs> for Sadio. It's, I, I thought it was just beautiful. It was so fitting that it was him bringing the cup up, but I loved all that, I have to say. Sorry, go ahead. I cut across Yeah, it. so it, it took us about an hour to figure out how to get in and where we were meant to get in. So we ended up going through this little entrance next door to where the coach goes into the stadium. And, and that's the entrance where Rushy, Gerard and everybody else went through. We were about five, ten minutes behind them when we realised where we were meant to go. And the next, you know, we're just walking down. We, we go past all where the coaches are all parked up and we could see, we could see the pitch through the tunnel, right. uh, next to where all the LFC fans were. That's that corner. So we're on the main grandstand side and, 
behind the uh, where all the LFC fans are. And we just sort of went down there and we went down there. Didn't know we, if we could or couldn't. And they, they looked at us past and said, yeah, carry on. So the next thing we know, we're still right by the corner flag. And we just sort of wandered around and then we thought, we don't want to make too much of a scene here. <laughs> no, not really, no. <laughs> they can get kicked out or something. You can move over, <laughs> Mr. Blatter. I'm ready yeah. to sit down now. So, so <laughs> this is why I didn't take loads of photos or videos. I just made a quick little video, did a quick little photo of the pitch behind me and all the LFC fans uh, just showing the top of my head like, and, and that was it. And then we just sort of stood there very, very... Sheepishly. Uh, Sheepishly. Uh, and then yeah. then this guy comes up to us and said... um um, who, who, who's, uh, who, who are you with? Um, we were like, uh, we don't really know. We don't oh, know. Oh, come on. You've got to sit down for the next main part. Come on. Oh, well, I <laughs> believe you've missed that. As in, as in which corporate, uh, clients are you with? I, yeah. are you yeah. with the, you know, the big list you went through last week, Carla? Which one of those are you with? Spam. We're with spam. We're, yeah, it's not good. Nando's. Got a five peanut butter milkshake. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the peanut butter milkshake tip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling it might have been the same as your car, Carl. It might okay. have been this and we're not sure who we were actually with, and we didn't want to say in case because then because yeah, they don't know where we went to go. They would have been like, "Who the hell are you guys?" You know, there was no. So uh, we just sort of said, "Don't worry, we'll look after ourselves." And the guy goes, "No, no, we. I realise you'll look after yourself, but." We need to look after you. That's our job. We're here to look after you to make sure you get, you know, the best possible experience here tonight. Blah blah blah. And we said, yeah, yeah no worries. We'll, we'll be all right. Uh, we, we'll, 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 we'll catch you in a bit. You know, we'll just go and stand over there a minute. And so while he was at his back, we sneaked back out, went back up, and we went upstairs the level. And we're on the, we walked out, and then suddenly we're underneath the BT box, and underneath the BT box is was all the camera. Crews with all the different uh, TV setups, and Andre Perlo was start, stood there. Mario Melcott was stood there, and all these other, you know, uh, famous footballers. Those, those, you know, those loads of them there. And I mean, we met, we met Ginny's brother in the hotel before the game. Even he tried to get us a ticket. Bless him. So, um, um, and then we thought, right, okay, where are we going to watch the game now? We don't, we don't have seat numbers. So we sort of. Wandered to our left, so we're going towards the centre circle now, towards the dugouts. And there was a, like I said, on the 18 yard line, there's a, on a, on a, like a gantry, there was a, a cameraman, uh, you know, uh, with his camera and, uh, he had it all blacked out. And then two rows of seats in front of him, they had a big, uh, couple of, um, black cloths on. So we just moved these black cloths out of the way and just sat down. Oh, that's nice. to us. I'm loving this blagging in thing. I'm loving it. That's fantastic. We, we had genuine passes. The only thing we didn't know was where we were actually meant to go. Yeah, passes but ob- obviously you were feeling a bit ropey about it if you weren't yeah, happy. Yeah, we were, yeah. we were, because what it was, there was three checkpoints and there was actually four of us trying, uh, we were trying to get one guy in because he didn't have a ticket. So <laughs> we got to the first checkpoint. We managed to get, the, we managed to get, uh, one of the guys through, got to the second checkpoint. We've still managed to get him through. We've got to the third checkpoint and it's the metal detector now. And they're like, well, well where's his ticket? Well, you had your ticket. Where's it gone? Well, oh, no. <laughs> that, that, that's that old chestnut, yeah. A minute ago. Pat in your pockets. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys then goes, 
oh, oh, his ticket's inside. Give us two minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. And then he's on the phone to one of the ex-players. You promised me a ticket. Where's that ticket? And you could hear him talking to the text player on his phone saying, where's the ticket? Where's the ticket? I need that ticket. And he goes, I'm just about to do an interview. I don't know. I don't know. I've got to do this interview. You can hear him. And it's just so mental. And we, unfortunately, we didn't get, we didn't get him a ticket in the end. And it was just heartbreaking because out of the seven of us, he was only one didn't get the ticket. So, um, which was upsetting, but you know, we managed to get six of us in in the end, and um, it was yeah. Yeah, but what about the poor people at Nissan Camp? I mean, the the, the, the the new Almeida range really is something that should be celebrated, and I think I can't help but feel that like you've taken away that opportunity from them. Yeah. Big fans. That one game they were going to go to in their life, and you've stolen it from them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Do I feel guilty? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm just delighted you got in. I think it's fantastic. Right. After after all the the moral uh, hand wringing uh, on the last part, I'm just you delighted no you got so in. So many favors were were pulled in. Um, so many yeah. phone calls made. You know, big thank you to Harinder Paji, uh, Mr. Mr. TV Harinder Singh. Sorry, uh, big thank you to Aman Singh of uh, um, most people know Mr. Singh's Pizza. Big thanks to Bal Singh. Uh, Indy Singh and Tel Singh, you, you guys were legends as well. Gags, thank you very much. You know, everybody pulled out the stops. Um, you know, just basically banged on a lot of doors, made a lot of phone calls. And, uh, yeah, we, we I got picked my, I had the ticket in my hand at about 7.30. Christ alive. That is, that's a remarkable thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so that's sure for you. We, we, you know, we, we, we sorted out about six, six thirty. Yeah. The phone call came through at five thirty. We're actually at the stadium. Phone call came through at five thirty. We've got two tickets here. Do you want them? Yes, we're on our way. We need one more. I'm working on it. Got there, got the two tickets, and then we went back to the stadium. We got back to the stadium about quarter past seven, twenty past seven. And then, like I said, it took about nearly an hour just to get into the damn, find the right door. We were, supposed to go through um i'll tell you what that's some heavily connected um types you you you're, you're hanging out with there it's great i'm delighted it's absolutely fantastic and i want you to tell us lots about the final from your perspective in the in sure. the stadium as we go but uh people will know um from listening to me on this show that like for me uh, strangely enough watching the reds which used to be very much a, a visceral in-house activity on the cop for me for the last couple of years um since we've been working together really uh, that's not been an option at all um um multifarious reasons why all solid ones but what i have been doing is i've been doing um post-match raw for two seasons now and that means that every single reds game i'm sitting and i'm watching it with a laptop beside me that sounds oddly dry and dispiriting but it's really not and you know i've got my new tv that i bought specifically for the purpose and uh, it's a glorious occasion i'm watching the reds sort of half shithouse their way to a champions league final victory was a glorious thing and then i went straight in and did my work as a post-match raw host and it was only then that it started to one, dawn one, on one me. second one second work Carol, just thought i'd highlight that word yeah yeah and it is and it was and it's the most joyful work i've ever done in my life honestly uh, all all of this stuff is just so so much 
yeah, there are times when it, you know, it's like it's 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 a it's a responsibility. But Christ alive, this lot make it so much fun, and uh, the people that we work with are all just genuinely lovely sorts and just a joy to to to, to be with. So for me, it was the most ordinary and mundane of match watching experiences. The one I do all the time, but the one I do all the time. The res mostly win, and I get to talk about that with you guys and with the other guys in Raw and with Jan on, on Malby in the spot. So, I mean, Christ alive, what a way to live. I'm not going to complain one little bit about it. It may pale into insignificance in comparison to Cam and his uh, ticket adventures, but Christ alive, I enjoy the hell out of that. Carl, by contrast, where were you for, for the final? I uh, was in Brighton with my, my, my mates and writing partners um, and uh, two brothers, and they're, they're well, basically, their sons. They've got three sons between them. Um, and I tend to watch the European finals with them because, you know, they're my oldest mates and, well, some of my oldest mates. And, uh, we went to watch it at the Brighton Cop, which is in the arches right on, I mean, literally right on the, the, the channel. Um, and that, that was very loud and very raucous and, um, uh, slightly overcrowded, if you ask me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I said to one lad afterwards, I said, you know, one might have a bit of a sit down at one point, and that's okay. No, no, we're standing up, and you're, you're getting pulled to pieces and what have you. So, uh, and I found out recently that Dave, uh, my mate Dave Seagull, actually, after the rap, was uh, in the same room, and I didn't see him. Uh, and there's only 400 people in the room, and you know, you're, you're walking around as best you can. And uh, yeah, yeah, that, that that went right off. Drank a fair bit of red stripe, um, and uh, it was just the. Um, it, it was just a, a four-minute final. First two minutes, last two minutes. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, um, the, re- the rest of it was endurance, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah, just yeah, it, it During was, stages, uh, yeah. When we scored the goal, and obviously because uh, penalties are really, really weird to celebrate early goals because, you know, you, you could, it goes off, but it doesn't go off quite so much because it's not a shot like the second goal was. So, you know, you've got that time thinking, like, there's 75% chance here that we are, take, we are scoring. So that goes off. And I turned to my mate, and my mate just went, Oh, Jesus, we're going to hang on for the next 88 minutes now. Yeah. Yeah. All you can do is in your head just think, and I think that happens in the team as well. You just think, all we've got to do is not concede them in the European Champions. That's all we've got to do. Yeah. Simple as that. So, um, I think that was a big factor, you know. It was. It, it's huge because, um, yeah. uh, Carragher said something quite, uh, similar recently when he said, if you score an early goal, suddenly you've got something to lose. Yeah, but imagine, either way. imagine we now follow a team and we've known this for a while that can do that and can say, all right, um, we'll invite you on and we won't play our usual football and we'll back ourselves because we've got Big Ali, because we've got Virgil, because we've got the back four and the defensive midfielders we have. We'll back ourselves to, you know, we'll... Which is what Robertson says. Robertson basically said, uh, I saw an interview with him and he said, basically, we got the early goal and I thought, well, well we're not conceding. That's yes. it. And that's the, that's, that's the mentality. We're not conceding. That's it. It's done. We've won. And, you know, obviously, obviously you, you need a lot of, you know, you need a, a lot of a lot of balls to do that, but to have that confidence, I think, well, I know that to be true. We are, they are not scoring. I think that's so beautiful, Carl. I really do. I mean, that's the, the teams that we watch as nippers. They all had that about them. Yeah. You yeah. I'll, I'll never forget when I was a kid, I watched, I was at Anfield one day and, um, I saw the Liverpool team walk out and, you know, the crowd goes mad. I can't remember what, what year it was. And I just thought, what happens if you lose today? And that's the first time I'd ever thought that. And I've yeah. been going for a very long time. And that, that's the sense you get now with this team. It's, well, you know, if, if you, if you're going to score, you're going to have to do pretty well to score. And I was watching the Champions League early stages, um, today and I was reminded of the goal that the PSG lads scored at Anfield, the right back, where he'd sort of like, across. Yeah. 
And I thought, that is an extraordinary goal that no one will ever remember. And it's goals like that that you need to beat Liverpool. There have to be high-quality goals now. Yeah, I like, like the goal, the second goal in Belgrade as well, where he whacks it from outside the area, top corner, nothing you can do. Messi's yeah. free kick, you know, stuff like that. Then I saw the uh, the Napoli goal, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tap yeah. tap in. For it actually, yards. wasn't a bad goal, the Napoli goal. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, because they just yeah. completely outdid us down the side. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, you know, it was one of the few times somebody got behind Robertson, actually put in a really good cross. But even then, that's the last thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was injury time, wasn't it? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, um, but so did, did, did your night spill on into, uh, the Brighton and, and environs afterwards, or did you basically stay in situ? No, because it was far too busy. I'm a very old man, Trev, so I, we, we left. <laughs> and, uh, and because we, we missed the interviews, because they, they played music over the, when the interviews going on, so he wanted to go back and watch that properly. And, uh, yeah, that was quite nice. But a nice, nice little story about this, though. He's got, uh, his oldest lad is, um, uh, George. Uh, of course, I can remember George being born. He's seventeen now, and he had the he had the Liverpool scarf on that I bought him when he was a month old. Ah, class! And that, and that just made me think we've won this. Oh, that is nice. That, I, I, I couldn't believe he had the scarf anyway. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. And can I just reveal now that you've mentioned the scarf that in my hot press, which you know, as an OCD man, I keep in a very specific arrangement. <laughs> Christ, I'm a nightmare when I think about myself. Well, uh, anyway, everything's arranged just so. Towels and tea towels and all that shit. But I've had, in the same spot from the start of this campaign, my favourite Liverpool scarf uh, folded just so, so that the, the liver bird is, the, is, is uh, facing upwards. And any time anything's gone in across it or fallen down, I've had to move it and make sure that it's completely uncovered all season. So basically, what I'm saying to you lads is that's the reason that we won big years. I just oh like, yeah 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 absolutely. I just think uh, yeah. I think it's important that people understand you know the significance of that. Uh, and and also the fact that when I go to a game, I can't look at the pitch until I'm at my seat. What's I, deli- I, I, I deliberately don't look at the pitch until I'm at my seat. So so you're going into the you're going into the stadium eyes downcast or averted. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it's and an away they- game, I'll t- I'll talk to a steward with my back facing away from the pitch. Until he points me to where I am, and then I'll look at the pitch once I'm there. Once you've taken your seat, you can look at the pitch. I basically what I'm saying is I, that Liverpool owe me more than they owe Divock Origi because um, I, I won that. Fucking hell, we've really sort of um, we've really uh, explained a lot to people tonight. I hope they yeah. A lot of people get this is about football and tactics and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, fools. You're, Jurgen Klopp and the sweeping changes he's implemented for fuck's sake. It's yeah. all about my scarf and your averted eyes. Also, you don't sing. What's the one you have about the, you know, I don't sing the first verse. You never don't sing the first verse. Yeah. 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 What about Cam? I have a distinct impression. I saw some photos during the rounds where in which, uh, you are on cup final day in the red pent. Red shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Red shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I promised I'd wear my red shorts on the, on the, uh, the, the day and, uh, I, my lucky everything on, as you do, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, so Tottenham, Tottenham had no chance. The second those shorts were out. No, it was, it was, it was no brainer. I mean, here's a funny one. Friday night, um, we, I've, I've, uh, we've had the meal. We've had like an AI meal. Uh, thank you, Eddie, um, and Gags for that again. And it was great to meet, uh, uh, some of the subscribers, uh, who, who came down there who, who subscribed to AI Pro. 
and it was a, it was a lovely, lovely meal. And then, what, so, what sort of a crowd had you at that? Uh, there was about twenty of us there. Class. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. A couple of people, uh, the scenes didn't make it. Uh, th- their flight landed at about nine o'clock, half nine. So, um, they had booked to come down, but they didn't make it, unfortunately. So, um, there was about 20 of us there. You know, there was a, uh, Dave Parker was there from Shanghai. Uh, we had, uh, Steve Pruden there. He, he came in from, uh, Panama, uh, with his wife. Um, we had Hamza there. Uh, Yarrow turned up. Uh, and, and various other people as well. I, I apologize. I can't remember everyone's name. I'm useless with names. So I'm really, really sorry. Um, you know, please, please forgive me on that one. Unless they work for the club, then you're fine. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I made a note of their names, obviously, you know, uh, you know, I, I thought I better do that. Um, so, um, you still don't even know that you still don't even know one of your, one of your mates television to render sing. Yeah, you know, see, yeah, you are ropey with names, man. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're Trev, right. Trev, 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 Trev. Yeah. I sort of know him. Horinda. Do you sort of like, know him? Yeah, yeah, he tweets me occasionally. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. yeah. He, tw- he tweets. Well, can, he tweets I'm, to make fun of me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, absolutely blow that, um, clangor of dropping, dropping the fact that you interact with, uh, television surrender saying, uh, I'm gonna blow that out of the water by telling you that he's promised to do a gif of me with my head stuck over Jordan Henderson lifting the cup. Um, oh, have you seen the one he's done of uh, all of us, the things in the. It's fucking the great. It's fucking great. Actually, oh, Dejan Lovren of all people. Can you believe you're it? You're Dejan. You're Dejan. But patting the whole lads back and patting them on the chest. It's yeah. fantastic. And it, it, it's, it's genuinely one of the funniest little things ever. And I, I will get a visceral thrill when I see myself raising the European Cup thanks to Harinder. Sorry, television's Harinder. I can't wait. I can't Let me finish my little story. Let me finish. Finish, my finish, story, finish, finish, finish. Yeah, so basically uh, we've had our meal then we've gone down to Playa del Mar uh, Playa, del, Playa Mar or whatever it was called um, where which was one of the fan areas. So as we're working our way down there uh, we got out of a cab. We're walking down me, Gags and a couple of other guys and walking up the road towards us is some of Gag's family. What? Yeah, yeah, some of Gag's family. They're walking up the road, so we bumped into them. So me and one of the guys start doing a, doing a, well, I won't say I was dancing because I wasn't. It was awful. Uh, I am, I am officially the worst person to try and dance in the world. Let's just leave it at that, yeah. Um, so I'm better to remain Honestly, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my dancing is as bad as his scissor kicks. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, um, sorry, guy, but it is what it is. Um, so me and him are doing like this dance to, I can't remember what song it was. And then I suddenly noticed there was a load of Tottenham fans sat there at a restaurant or a bar or something. They're having a drink and they're just looking at us thinking, these guys are nuts because we're just singing the songs and going mental and wild, just enjoying ourselves. You know, and this is what I wanted to go out there for. This was the experience I was talking about. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw these Tottenham fans. So I went up to him and I said, guys, I, I, I genuinely, hand on heart, wish you all the best for tomorrow. I really do. So this Tottenham fan goes, to, goes to me. You lot are overconfident. I said, come again. Yeah. Look at you singing and dancing. You're overconfident. I said, fella, it's the European cup final. We're in Madrid. I'm going to have a sing and a dance. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I say it again. All the best for tomorrow. So this next man goes to me, you've got a lovely Scouse accent. Fuck and I said, off. You've got, and I said, 
you've got a lovely Cockney accent. What's your fucking point? He didn't know what to say then. Just shut up. They all just shut up. I can't believe it. That's the only bad vibe I got from... Mind you, they were the only Tottenham fans I saw before the game. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> we hardly saw any. Honestly, we hardly saw any. Well, Gag, Gag's told a few nice stories in a couple of parts. But afterwards, afterwards, yeah, exactly the same. Genuinely, yeah. I went yeah. at every Tottenham fan I saw. I said, "Look, I feel, I feel your pain. I really do." I said, "That was us last year, yeah." And you'll come back better for it. You'll come back stronger for it. And every man to a T said, "Look, really, thank you for that. Appreciate that." But the difference is, you'll probably be in the final again next year. We won't. Yeah. He's and right. That's there. where we are as a football club now. Yeah. And, and to be right. fair, Tottenham fans, they were brilliant. Honestly, they were brilliant. And anybody ever says a bad word about Tottenham fans again, come and see me. I fucking do you. They were brilliant, honestly. They, to a man, they were brilliant. Even those ones, you know, because they, they got to, they got, you know, I, I don't begrudge them for saying what they were saying because it, you know, I would. That's we, proper arsehole behaviour. Yeah, but so what? We won. Who cares? Yeah, You're yeah. going to get one or two arseholes. How many arseholes have we got in our fan base? We got more than one or two as well. So, you know, let bygones be got bygones. We won it six times. We're holding up the European Cup. Yeah, they're not. So that's me. That's my little bit of gloating, gloating at Tottenham fans. But honestly, they were superb. Um, they were really respectful inside the stadium as well. You know, they, they didn't, Boo or anything like that at the end of the game, you know, uh, when we lifted the trophies, they, they were great. A lot of them had gone, obviously. Um, but honestly, they, they, I mean, there was no trouble. Think of that. Yeah. And look at what's happened yesterday, Wednesday night in, where's the England game? Is it Portugal? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. 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 Then there's, there's been issues there. Yeah. We can have, there must have been 60, 70, 80,000 football fans there. I didn't see any trouble. I saw a couple of arrests, but I didn't see any trouble. What does that tell you? Maybe well, we're I, not the unbearable ones. I've got an opinion on that. Go on. It tells you that so, this is my thing. Social media is ruined football. Yeah. Uh, just, just, do, do expand on that, man. Because it's dead easy to... There's a difference between social media, football, and real football. And a lot of the time you go to a game. So, like, you know, so you, you go to... I, I went to Paris... And I tweeted afterwards, after the end of the game, we Liverpool lost. And there was lots of Twitter. I was like, oh my God, he's done this. He's played Milne. He should have done this. Absolute bloody fury going on. And I tweeted, I'm in a bar at one in the morning with all my mates. We're all singing Liverpool songs. And not one of us has mentioned the match. Because it's brilliant. Because we're all in Paris doing this. And they're all my brothers and they're all my sisters. And that is what football is. And social media is just basically... I can say whatever I want. Um, co- comments is free. Yeah, and that's why that's why I can't get into the battle with Man City. You know, it's 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 not my war that it, that's someone twelve year old on Twitter. I don't really care, and, and, and that makes such a huge difference. I think there's a massive difference between real football and social media football. And obviously, I'm reliant on both because it's my job. But well, yeah, and and there there are some beautiful aspects to it, like uh, as well. Um, and I'd be the first to acknowledge my absolute disdain of the stuff that you're talking about. Um, uh, I don't do the whinging stuff, um, even when I get really badly annoyed by it. I try to do muting things and stuff. I've had to mute lots of people who I think would be quite surprised that, they, that they're muted because just the negativity of them is overwhelming. Um, yeah, cheers, Trev. Yeah, you know, you know. I, I, I know look, that feeling. 
Yeah, yeah, but but I like to I like to be just a happy twat on on social media. I like to enjoy and mine whatever joy there is out of football. As Carl says, they're a perfect example. You've travelled away, all the expense involved in that. Your team's gotten um, turned over in an away game that you've gone to. So what 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 are your choices? Your choices are twofold. Do you can either uh, go in on it and start crowing and 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 uh, playing armchair manager and uh, being a negative twat, or you can just you know start lowering some beers, have a song, and I'd like to I'd like to do the equivalent of that. Like I mean, even with the when on the rare occasions we've lost, I, I find Raw has been really cathartic. You just go on and you can maybe say, well, we should have done this, should have done that. By the time it's over, I'm absolutely fucking grand, and I can't wait. For the next game, that's, Nina's that's exactly the same. But that's how that, that's how these game this how, that's how these these boys make me feel. I don't yeah. think it would have been the same a few seasons ago because you can see something that felt endemically wrong or something that felt just sort of wrong at the core. But th- these lads, if if there's a cock up, it's like please hurry up next game so we can go and twat the opposition because we will because we're fucking. Some- Someone's got to pay for it. Yeah. Someone's got to pay for it. You've used that phrase before, and you're dead right. It's that outrage. What have you done to us? You don't do that, right? Yeah. It's it's now. It's going to be your turn. It's, it's the only time I ever used the word temerity. I've discovered that recently because I like I like the word temerity, and I only ever use it. And you know that they had the temerity to score against Liverpool, and they should be punished for that. Yeah, because <laughs> that's that's how it should be. And that's it. That's it. And 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 this team and this manager have given us this. And look. Well, so talking about that, Trev, can I can I very quickly go to my highlight of the night, in which there were at least seventy five thousand. That's where I was going next, man. You've oh, just okay, said we well, need the effortlessly into it, so go and, for and it. Not, none of them involved the actual game. I should point out. Um, but one of the best things about this week was the fact I discovered that Divock Origi's dad is called uh, Mike. Big fan of that. Um, oh, magnificent Mike Origi. Mike Origi. Fucking great. Big fan. Big fan of that. Uh, my absolute highlight of the game was where. Um, I don't even think of it as a signal. I think it was just something the players just did on the pitch at one moment when they turned and legged it to the fans. Yeah. I've, cr- I've yeah. cried about that moment more than any other because that was just beautiful. It was just suddenly like, congratulations, congratulations, you know, shake hands with the Tottenham fans, the Tottenham players, do all that, do all the nice thing. Really, really nice. And then suddenly, let's go and see our lads. And that, that was, that was such a strong connection. Well, you probably won't have seen it because um, <laughs> your buddies in Brighton had started to do their their uh, their loud. Oh, scene. I've seen I've seen it since I've seen, I've seen this. Right. And, well, then, well, friends. then you'll have, you'll have seen that um, uh, if you saw the BT stuff, which I, I assume is the one you did see. They yeah. were actually made an interview with Mo and I can't remember. I think it was Trent. That was Trent. And, yeah. And it was just like, oh, well, I suppose I better let you go, lads. And the lads just leg it. And there's something sort of. Well, Trent doesn't even ask, and Mo gives him a little look as if to say it's okay. Yeah, Trent's yeah, already exactly. gone, and then Mo <laughs> thought, I best go as well. But there, there's something so delightful about the way Mo's face lights up, and he sort of, he he runs like a toddler, like he kind of gambles away. It's just, man, these are the little things. And I, th- I think you're right. I think that was a really, that was just a spontaneous thing, and I know you and me and a lot of old artists bristled a little bit at the time when it was when 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 Kloppo did that after securing a draw uh, West and, uh, yeah and it was kind of like <laughs> well, what the fuck I'm not sure about this but man that's all part of it like he knows what he's doing that man he's created a beautiful thing uh, around this club giving us back an awful lot of what was already there but had sort of started to drift 
and he's brought it all back to life. It's a beautiful thing. That's that. That's I love that moment. Did you did you have a specific one, Cam, that you want to talk about a, a moment of the match? Um, the moment for me was um, watching the ball bounce around in the penalty area. Joel Matip's lovely, lovely little pass. I mean, not enough praise has been given to Joel Matip. I, I, I think it's massively underrated. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an absolutely phenomenal for months. Mom's it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's lovely cushion ball from Matt. It? it was it was a cushion ball. Where have we had something like that before? You know, um, yeah, yeah. Two thousand five, maybe. <laughs> you know, um, lovely yeah. cushion ball from Matt. <laughs> because someone said to me like, you know, I've been a bit cruel because I called, I said he shinned it, but he did. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but he didn't shin it in a negative way. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing exactly. He, and he was looking at well. it. And, it, and, it, and it's my favourite thing as well. Do you know that's his first ever assist? I mean, no talking about saving it up, yeah. It's yeah. his 98th game for Liverpool. It's his first ever Liverpool assist. Fantastic. He scored more than he's assisted. That's tremendous. So, um, but yeah, so obviously when Divock scores and he runs away, I just saw Virgil fall to the floor. And that was just like... Oh, really? That, yeah, he did, yeah, he did, yeah. Virgil, he started to run, then he just thought, have oh, we got the energy? And he just, he just collapsed onto the floor. And then the, if you get the right camera angle, there's one behind the goal. At the same time as Virgil falls to the floor, Alison Becker goes down on his knees. Yeah, he does. He's, and he's got, he's got both hands up in the air. So if you've seen that photo thread I've done, video thread on, I'll put it on Twitter. Um, me in front of the Champions League, big blow up Champions League with my hands up in the air. That's what Alison Becker does. And, have you uh, have you put that on Instagram? Will you put it yeah, on the yeah. ma- AI main as well? Will you please? Oh, um, you want me to put every single photo and video on there? Yeah. Well, put that. Yes, actually. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll yeah, I'll sort that out. Um, so I I and 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 it was that moment, and it, and it was at that moment, without sounding overconfident like I, apparently I was because I was singing and dancing. Uh, well, dancing, we'll lose that, use that term very loosely. Um, I knew we'd win the European Cup. Yeah, that's, that's it. So then, when, when we scored that, when, when I came down a bit, some lad just ran up to me and just walked, just shouted in my face, that's six. And I agree. It just really matters that's six, that's six. Yeah. You just knew there was no way you thought they might score one. Yeah. Definitely ain't scoring two. Yeah. And they definitely ain't scoring three. In the next six minutes, or well, because because the whole game cam had been about enduring uh, stages, uh, <laughs> enduring this stage where we're playing a bit shit, enduring this stage where Tottenham seemed to have uh, the upper hand and all the ball, enduring this stage where they're actually getting a few shots off and Ali has to save them, endure, endure, endure. So one, once we scored, all we had to do was endure one more comparatively simple stage of what yeah. was it, six minutes with the five extra and whatever yeah. it was. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. God. And, it, and it was. It was, yes, the, the last six minutes and the five were probably the most proactive that Tottenham were in the final third. You know, they, they, they came to life, didn't they, in the last 15, 10, 15 minutes, even a couple of minutes before the goal. Um, and it suddenly felt like a, a cup final. Suddenly a team was really going for it in a way, but they still didn't look dangerous. No, they didn't really lay a glove though. They didn't get behind us, but the only time they got behind us was, um, when Van Dyke just took it off, um, so Sonia, just, just, just thought like, yeah, yeah, you beat me, you beat me, you beat me now, just after that, lad. Well, as, as I, I was just, I was just talking about this moment to Jan and, and the pod about an hour ago, and I have to say, right, 
What I love about that is not the fact that Virgil does what Virgil always does. It's his reaction. He's like, for fuck's sake. He's just yeah. really pissed off. <laughs> you just made me run. Do that. You've, you've made me use my superior strength <laughs> yeah. uh, to snuff out this threat, you absolute fuckbags. Now I've, and, I, and he's just intensely annoyed by, by the whole thing. It's beautiful. I, I love he's all imperious. that. Cam, Cam, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, of, uh, You'll have heard all of this, no doubt, because like myself and, and, and Carl and Guy and everybody else, you've probably been drinking this stuff up. But did you know, actually speaking about Alisson, that he made eight saves after a 70-minute mark? That's when they start really good. That's the most, apparently, in any Champions League final. And we remember the big one from Ericsson, which the BT lads tried to make a little of. We remember the kind of, not quite a double save, but it was very, very close to a double save from Suns, Son Asper, and then Mora with his yeah. touch, touch and, and half um, but it's Divock Origi who wins the stats competition because Divock Origi, uh, over the entire season, lads, had nine shots on target. Yeah. He had <laughs> six goals from those nine shots. Now, in the Champions That's League, phenomenal. in the Champions League, Divock Origi had three shots on target. He's and he's three goals. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, but that is what you call a closer. That is the lad that Alec Baldwin was chatting about in that clip that I played a, a few weeks ago. Yes. That guy is absolutely fantastic. I hope he gets a contract for the rest of his life, even if he never plays for us again, because that's amazing what he's done those last two games. Amazing. And also, I think the best thing about Derek Origi, he absolutely stank. He was bloody awful, I he thought. Was he was fucking he, horrendous. Yeah, he, he underhit every single pass he made. To be honest, um, Aside from the defence, our midfield and front front three were were awful. I mean, Sadio Mane had a half half decent game. No, I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant. I thought Mane was really good. Yeah, just the fact, just the way he held the ball. I was, was really just good. yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was, and there was the number of times Mo didn't pass the ball to him and just had a shot when he should have passed, and Sadio was getting really angry with him. And Bobby and, was absolutely atrocious. He wasn't yeah. match fit. He was and, Harry Kane, and, and he showed. And Harry Kane, he, uh, wh- why, why hasn't his dive been picked up? Yeah, yeah at the end, yeah. it was know, so, it was, so it was bad a that, that shoulder the pass. had laughed at it. He it was a even brilliant shoulder pass. He just laughed. Yeah, but if you, you, you can, you can walk through the rest of the team. You're right because Fab, I thought, was very good defensively. Poor, but in, ter- in terms poor. of his passing, horrendous. And, yeah. and that was our biggest. That, that was the big thing for us. Um, I saw I saw something that Ginny touched the ball eight times in the first half, Hendo thirteen times. Yeah, yeah. Ginny and Ginny you know, and Hendo in the first half. They were uh, awful. Yeah. yeah, they were awful. I think that's and, about the penalty, though. To be honest, it, but, I know, I get, yeah, and it comes back down. We said this at the beginning, didn't we? Um, the game, we, the game was set because of that. Yeah, we, like, we we did need to Tottenham be honest. Score against us. We're not going to let you score against us. And Tottenham had no ideas. But lads, uh, at the end, you've got ugly cryface, uh, Hendo and ugly cryface Kloppo oh, with his hat akimbo in one of the most iconic images we yes. will ever see. And what you realize at that point, and I don't want to sound too cheesy here. And if it does, I have absolutely no, um, qualms about it and actually fuck off. But it just tells you that sometimes the good guys win and that's nice. In in 2019, in this shit part of the world that we're living in, sometimes the good guys win. And, you know, this club, it's not to be 
moralistic or anything like that. It's nothing to do with that. It's just, it's being done the right way, being done by good people and being done by a gang of guys who, for whatever reason, all seem to genuinely like each other. And There's no egos. It's just beautiful, you know? Yeah. Uh, in, in a different context, someone like Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who's so sort of charming and, 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 and ready to promote his own thing in terms of, uh, put himself in front of the camera, would seem sort of unctuous. But he doesn't. He seems like a lad you couldn't wait to be pals with because he seems like a lovely fella. They all do in their own ways. Joel Matip's a legend in my mind. An absolute legend. Quiet, understated. Uh, what a contribution he made to this season. I mean, we could do this all night and maybe next week. Well, he's, all, he's also, well, in my opinion, he's, he was outfield player man of the match. I think, I think the keeper was man of the match, but, so. Uh, I think the keeper was man of the match as well. Yeah. Keeper yeah. was, without yeah. question, man of the match. But, but, but I go, no, I go Matthew, Matthew Bastard. I go, yeah. I go Joel. And that includes Virgil's couple of moments of like, yeah. you know, nobody else in the world. Throughout the game consistently, that. um, uh, Joel was, was superb. Uh, you didn't put a foot wrong in the whole, in that whole of that game. He's, and he's also got the most beautiful shin in football history. Yeah. He does now. Trent and Robbo as well. Hats off the lads. Very good performances, I thought. In, in, in that heat as well. That was something. Yeah. In certain respects, they were very solid. We didn't see half as much as we normally see of them going forward, but we saw them do what they needed to do at the back. And oh, I've got another quick, a quick little story for you. I don't know if we mentioned, if, if it was mentioned on this pod or if I heard it on a different pod and apologize to whoever I, I'm stealing this off. But you know, last year, well, obviously you remember the, the painfulness when we lost lost last year in Kiev, and then the next morning, Klopp singing a song with his friends, isn't he? About yeah. how we're going to go back. Yeah. Did Cam, you know he was holding a photo of Alex Oxlade Chamberlain in hand while he was singing I, that song? I did, and it, there's, the magic doesn't stop there because they recreated it with the same lads. Really? A year later, they recreated it with the same lads singing the same song. Oh and my days! There's something, there's something about that guy with his ball cap on backwards, like in ways that you and you and uh, you and uh, young cop back there have abused me about. Uh, singing uh, well, that song—that's that, how I was wearing my cap in the stadium. Well, see, singing that song, and you look at his face. There's not a fucking lie in that face. It's—he's telling the truth. He's—he's he's in the moment. He's just saying, right, you know, fuck this. Uh, he's joining in. He. It's just beautiful on so many levels. And then for that lot to go and do that this year, um, it's amazing. It makes me emotional. I'm kind of getting a bit emotional now even saying it because it means the world to me, this trophy. Like, it means the world to me. I I grew up. You've been saying it for a lot this season, I've noticed. It's just the best thing in the world, Cam. There's like the World Cup can fuck off. It's been devalued so much. Um, What about the Nations League? Come on, let's keep it real. Yeah. You know, and by the way, while, while we're at it, I really hope that Liverpool go on to uh, have a great old time beating Chelsea in the European club final because the last time we played that against uh, CSKA and Gibril Cissé scored a couple of goals, I had a tremendous night out with mates watching the Reds. And I can't wait to do the same again. But do you know that World Cup, that club World Cup in Qatar, that can go and fuck off. That is just, I've heard that referred to. It's going to be, you know, the Club World Cup is going to be there for the next two seasons. Yeah. As a dry run for the World Cup. Yeah. Fuck off. That whole thing stinks. And I don't, I, I would love if we pulled out of that. I'd love it. Not going to happen. Well, well, I want to see Conor Randall 
captaining that team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 maybe um, I noticed one little one little thing that really stood out to me. <laughs> Drinko's got his foot on. What's he said? It's why we're keeping Lallana. So he can he can captain. That's uh, it, Connor. Yeah, we're uh, world th- champion Adam Lallana. One thing really stood out to me um, from Cam's opening thoughts earlier on because uh, it was it was lovely as he was listing off the names there, uh, uh, and everyone got their full name except Kelleher. I don't know how to say Quivine. I'm not saying Quivine, so I'm going to leave that. And I also loved Cam that uh, Simon Mignolet turned into Simone Mignolet, which Simon. is. That was, on, yeah. that was beautiful. But yeah, no, I'd be completely agreeing with you. Put, throw the kids out for that. I mean, look, we have now been going for an hour, so I want to give you an opportunity to talk about one more thing each that you, you, you want to talk about before we wrap up. I mean, you guys are always good at picking up uh, on, on what we've left out that we should have spoken about, or have we covered off for this? It's up to you. I mean, uh, Carl, is there any glaring omission that we've made that you wanted to cover tonight? Um. I'm just going to say that I, I um, really hope that Daniel's stories does well wherever he goes. Yeah. Uh, his statement was lovely, right? Uh, yeah. It, it was genuinely beautiful. Really, really nice. And I, I, I absolutely love Daniel Sturridge. And as I, I've, I've read all the shit about him and everything. I just think he's a great lad. And I hope he's brilliant. Uh, what, I, could, I wrote a piece for Redman TV about him yesterday. Um, and uh, I got to watch every one of his Liverpool goals. And Jesus, that what, what a talent that lad has. 67, if I'm not mistaken. In 160, yeah. So it's, that's fucking damn near one and two. It's not far I had to, off. I had to write, I had to write his, um, his top five goals, and I got it down to five from about 14. Please tell me the West Brom one was in there, because I saw that, that one. That, yeah, that little I, chip. I mentioned that one. That actually made the full article. My favourite... Uh, well, I'll tell you my top five, then. My top five was Dude. the Seville goal. Yeah, well, actually, that's gorgeous, and such a shame it didn't mm. count. Yeah. As you can imagine, is chip against um, Tim Howard in the derby? Yes, which, which I talk about all the time with, with the hands out afterwards, uh, telling them what time it is and all that. Sometimes yeah. you've got to just, just got to remind Everton what time it is. Yes, um, a goal against Stoke in thirteen fourteen when he's keeping the ball up on his head on the byline while they're trying to oh, keep him. He just, yes. he just knocks it in, volleys it in. Gem that was um, uh, the Chelsea goal. The Chelsea goal and West Brom and West Brom. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a solid top five. It really is. It's a solid top but he's five. Got some, he's got some lovely headers as well. What, he's got well, some absolutely lovely headers. Well, he did, yeah. And for me, the absolute highlight of Danny Surge's career will be that time when Bitey Boy had gotten himself um, ruled out at the start of the season. And the, top, the start of that campaign, which would have crumbled into insignificance and not been the, the, the season it was, the season that gave so much enjoyment, um, a series of 1-0 wins, all with goals by Daniel Sturridge. He got uh, six and six goals, six games, because we really six won the league. He's to play some of them games. And, he had and it in his head, he was injured, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, so many of them, so many of those, uh, so many of those games were, uh, were 1-0 and it was that man and, uh, f- uh just a, just a tremendous footballer. Now I will say, I hope he does well as well. And I, I thought, you know, I've heard Arsenal today. I've heard, uh, Jan suggested Newcastle, which I thought was a tremendous shout because apparently they're going to get shit loads of money from, yeah. uh, some benefactors with, uh, 
petrol dollars um, very soon. And that made a lot of sense to me. If they're going to build a squad, he'd be the kind of guy whose wages to get pay and all the rest of it. And Rafa would love working with him and he'd get the best out of him and all that. But Rafa sold him. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But, but, uh, then there's, uh, you know, the, the potential of Aston Villa as well. Um, I, I think that Villa will be a strong place for him because that's very strong. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see him not doing it in the Premier League. I'd love to see him going off and, uh, uh, not being here, uh, as a, as a, a, a MLS would suit him, I think. Yeah, I, I do, I'd love to see him go somewhere where he can actually, you, you look at, if you watch Sturgeon in, on Instagram, and I'm not saying for one second that he's anything other than a top professional, because that's exactly what he is. But he loves his life. He's a man who enjoys life. And I, I think the lifestyle in, in America would suit him. I'd love to see him. Maybe it's a way too early to be, for a talent like him to be thinking about, um, uh, what he's is. Only 29. Yeah, well, it, is, it would essentially be a bit of a drop down stand up. Oh, look, I don't know, but I, I wish him well. Same as you. And, uh, Cam, we should mention, cause the guy's going to be looking in the background. The other man that was announced that he's definitely leaving is Albie Moreno and Klopp yeah. late, earlier on today would, or not today, yesterday, I think when he was making the statements about the two lads, he was very generous in his appraisal of both and very, uh, I thought, uh, was quite warm and, uh, in the way that he spoke about them. But he did say that he fully expects Moreno to be back in the, in the Spain team, which, as I said to Jan earlier, means that he fully expects him to go to a club where he's going to play. And if he does play, he'll be good enough to be in the, in the Spain squad. I would agree with that completely, depending on the club that he chooses. Um, depending on the system that he's playing in, there's a lot to work with there. And that lad needs to play just like Danny needs to go off and play just like the aforementioned Alan Milana, mm. who's professed that he wants to stay at the club forever. He needs to go and play. He won't play. Look at the midfield options. He won't play, but give me a word on Albi. Um, um, less guy has our, our hides for not acknowledging the fact that he's leaving too. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was always a bit of a fan of Albi. Uh, I thought there was a player in there. Unfortunately, he just didn't show it enough for us. Um, he played reasonably well for us when he did play. And I think before Robbo came in that few months, he, he actually showed he, he wasn't a half decent player. He just didn't show the energy to come back quick enough at times. He, he was playing the way Klopp wanted him to play and that's push up high. That's the way. We play as a team. That's where our creativity is. That's why Robertson and uh, Trent have got over 10 assists each this season. The the reason they got those assists are because they're playing high. You know, you don't, your, your normal defender who sits on the halfway line doesn't get those, get those assists. Name me another pair of defenders who got that many assists ever. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been. And, and it's down to the system clock pays and people lose sight of that and they lose sight of then what Albi was good at, which was playing high. Unfortunately, he wasn't the greatest defender in the world. Um, he would have, he would have too many head rush moments. Uh, his tackling was really weird. He, he was always trying to tackle with the wrong foot, go around the player from behind and, uh, and Jose, Jose Enrique recently, um, um, healthy again, Jose Enrique. God bless him. And uh, his little cotton socks. Uh, such a fan of him as a man. Um, <laughs> not as a footballer, but not. <laughs> not so. He 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 and Albi shared this same tackling style, which was to sort of go across the. Person. And to Sena, to Sena was the same. To Sena too, with the outside of yep. your strong foot. 
Yeah. It's the most remarkable thing. And it put him constantly in danger of upending lads. And he did use to upend lads. But as a counterpoint to what you're saying, Cam, if we're fair, uh, Albi never got the benefit of playing regularly with Virgil inside him. No, uh, he, he only got that be- before but, he got injured. And then Robert came into the team. That's my point. I think... Yeah. He, with, he could have possibly been. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we, we, we'll never know now. We'll never know. Like I say, I've always, I wasn't a hater of Alpi. I always thought he was a half decent footballer. I had high hopes for him. I was speaking to a couple of people about him a long time ago and they said, you know, in Spain, he was, he was really decent. He was a decent player. You know, it was the right signing for us. It just didn't work out. And sometimes that's just the way it is, unfortunately. So I wish him well, you know, I thought it was a nice touch him wearing the Jose Rios. Um, yeah, that was nice. T-shirt. Yeah. I thought that was nice. You know, particularly, and, uh, particularly on the same day as well. That, that's, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and Christ it was a nice minute, minutes applause from everyone in the stadium for that. I think it was meant to be a minute silence, and then somebody started clapping, and everyone started clapping. I think that's always a far better concept because honestly, um, just the way things are today, you're always going to have. A, a random knobhead in any group, if not two or three. So risking the the sort of pristine silence being upended or dis- uh, disgraced by some. But also, it's, it's Tottenham in it. It's he's yeah. it's, 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 it's nice to play in Tottenham there, and you know exactly. Uh, See, I'm, I'm not saying anyone would have done that, but you know, no, I don't think they would. I mean, we were worried at Hillsborough weekend, weren't we? Because it was yeah. Chelsea there, and they observed it. Immaculately, yeah, you, they did. But you and I both know that you. I'm not saying it. any more than that. I'm just no, going to leave it at that. Yeah, well, you. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Everybody else knows exactly what you're saying. And we've we've been in the ground, and we've heard on TV if we haven't been in the ground, where that silence is interrupted by one or two dissenting yeah. shit shite hawks, and it just ruins everything. So I th- I do honestly think that minute, minutes applause is a tremendous way of avoiding that um, yeah, need, needless it embarrassment because it, it is a needless embarrassment. It doesn't have to happen. It's about making some sort of a tribute to what is the most hor- horrific loss of a 35-year-old man. Jesus Christ. It's just so sad. Cam, I said to Carl, is there anything we've left out? Carly seems to be currently climbing all over his microphone, or is that you, Cam? I'm not sure. Sorry, that was me. That's all right. I'm basically seeing if my bets come in. <laughs> so carry on. <laughs> I, 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 I've got one thing to say. Um, yeah, do it. Before do it. I finish with my last quote. Um, to the guy who was interviewed by Chris Pajak on Red Men TV when FSG were talking about putting ticket prices at 77 quids, how he was outraged at the thought of watching Jordan Henderson and... Uh, Jimmy Milner, uh, play for Liverpool and pay that much money. I paid a lot more than that to watch him on uh, Saturday and I'm fucking grateful for it. Yeah. An interesting segue out of that, and we should just do it now that you've brought it up. Uh, We're not really given to fawning too much over anybody on this show, especially not uh, multi-millionaires or billionaires. Um, But Except from Divock. But I will have to say, uh, in the immediate aftermath on, on Raw, myself and Dave had, had a chat um, about about the owners. Well, you heard Jurgen in that little bit at the start mentioned the owners as well. And it's not about sort of fawning or anything like that, but it is another part of the puzzle that's working really well. All of those people that have been 
um, employed. The sort of apparently genuine um, comments from from the people who hold the purse strings about how you're going to be backed. I mean, how can you not back this guy? But just to say that, Cam, it is, you know, like I say, not to be, it's not about falling. It's not, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not interested in, in, in the ownership. I'm not really interested in the money where it comes from. I just want my club to do well. I don't want to be talking about it for too, too long, but we should acknowledge that it is very much a, an integral, inherent part of the whole success is that we are on the right foot here. We are being run properly. Um, everything we've got in place right now is down to the ownership. Let's not be, be, you know, think of it in any other way. As soon as the owners came in, they, they always wanted a young progressive manager. That was one of their key criteria in a manager. They saw Jurgen Klopp as that man. Jurgen Klopp would not leave Dortmund at that time and they had to wait for him and then they could have panicked. They could have seriously panicked and sacked Brendan Rodgers at the end of that season uh, when we lost. Think of this. It was only, what, four years ago we lost 6-1 to Stoke. Four, hmm. Was it 2015? It was 2015, yeah, May, wasn't May, it? 2015. Yeah, May, May, May 2015. May 2015. Four years ago we lost to Stoke 6-1. Think of that, people. 6-1, Yeah. And the owners could have panicked and sacked Brendan Rodgers that summer. Everybody, every man to a T, all of us wanted him sacked. I guarantee it. We could not abide what the, the football we played that season was terrible. But they didn't. The reason they didn't sack him was because they couldn't get Jurgen Klopp. And they said, we'll wait for you. And they waited. And then we had an awful start to the season. And they then went and said to Jurgen, they must have gone to Jurgen Klopp. We need you now. We know you wanted this whole year off, but we need you now. Please, you've got to come in. And so much credit has to be given to the owners for not panicking that summer because who knows who we would have had as manager. And by that appointment alone of then getting Jurgen Klopp in, four finals, four uh, finals now. That's made every difference. It's not even the four finals. It's the entire yeah. cult- cultural shift. Everything. From we're, Liverpool, we're, we're Liverpool again, and you both know what I mean by that. We're Liverpool again. Well, well let me tell you one other thing. I did a pod with uh, John Buskell in Focus. Um, John, you need to get back doing those pods because they were fucking brilliant pods. Um, I did a pod with John Buskell in um, 20... early 2017. And it's, uh, we were February 2017 and we were chasing fourth spot in the league then to qualify for last season's Champions League. And he says to me, the, the last question was, do you think we'll finish in top four? I said, yes. And he goes, why? I said, because we're Liverpool and we need to be in the top four. Uh, I'm not saying we deserve to be in the top four, but I think we do deserve to be in the top four and Liverpool deserve to be in the Champions League and we deserve to be dining. Uh, at the top table. Well, guess what? We're fucking kings of that top table now. We are. <laughs> we are. It's a fact. Can't argue with it. <laughs> it's lovely. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to go out on a, on a happy note. I'm hoping your quotes will be of that nature. Do you have something to finish with, Carl? Um, Liverpool are the European champions and we've beaten Bayern Munich and we've beaten Barcelona. We've beaten the greatest footballer ever to play the game ever. 
we made him cry on our pitch. Uh, his, 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 his kid has made him cry since. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, kid, his, kid, his kid won't leave him alone. I love that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, my final quote is, um, I'm just a lad from Liverpool whose dreams came true. Love that. Love that. Cam? If you want special results, you have to feel special things and do special things together. You can speak, you can speak about spirit or you can live it. Who's that? Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Norbert Klopp. The absolute man. And it has been, lads, a fucking privilege all season to do this show with you. We are very lucky because our team is absolutely fucking the dog's bollocks. Absolute monster. You can't beat what we are. But it's been a joy. And I've enjoyed every single one of these podcasts. I have to say it's a, it's a weekly treat uh, that I look forward to. Um, I found it cathartic. I found it um, enlightening. Uh, I found it beyond entertaining it's the stories that emerge stay in my head all week and i can't wait as the week goes on i find myself compiling stories for it it's been a proper joy i have to say so fair play to you guys for a season of absolute class um guy constantly keeping shape on things in the background and interjecting and keeping us uh either corrected or adding his interjections a massive massive part of the show that we couldn't do without it's a shame he's insisted on us never hearing his voice considering uh i think that's because he just does so many other shows he's made a point of it um and youtube boys just absolutely fantastic all year and i i, I genuinely mean that it's it's uh it's a it's, it's a privilege to do this uh, and and t- that we have so many people listening to us it's quite mental uh and i'm I'm chuffed. I'm genuinely chuffed that at the end of a season of this, two seasons of this for us, that we have the best trophy in the world. Um, that we that we won and that Liverpool helped with. That we helped Liverpool to win. How about that? All of us. <laughs> Every <single one. laughs> No, no, no. Don't forget my, my pitch thing. <laughs> oh, shit. It's been glorious. And... Uh, of course, the whole thing is absolutely pointless if we're talking into the air because it is 100% um, because of you people who are listening that we do it. Um, and it, I'll be honest with you because we're vain fuckers. If you weren't listening, the numbers you listen, we wouldn't be doing it. And um, it means the world to us. So thank you for your season of attention. We'll try and keep you entertained over the summer. There'll be daftness. There'll be uh, uh, proper football chat. It'll be speculative, obviously. <laughs> Uh, we'll look at uh, transfers, we'll look at whatever it is you want us to look at and we would like to interact with you a little bit more over the summer because honestly without the games to base the shows on we're going to be sort of more and more dependent on your input but, but so, also, we're, we're about three shows behind on questions we've been asked already, so. <laughs> we genuinely that, are that, 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 we'll this is supposed eventually. to be this show yeah. well this... we weren't going to talk football were we how can you not so we yeah. do have like we have a little bit of a of a of a of a backlog of sort of daft questions uh which we can get into but if you have suggestions you're listening to this now if you have suggestions for you know general show concepts that you'd like us to do do a show about x or y or z very open to it you can follow us on ai main on instagram you can follow us on Twitter on our individual accounts. Um, uh, 
you know, if if that's if that's your bag, <laughs> whatever comes is this week. Whatever comes is this week. He's <laughs> he's such a. He's, 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 who are you this week, Trev? What's your Twitter handle this week? You'll find them, Trev Danny, like I always. All oh, right, okay, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I don't believe in all that, cool, all cool, that cool, uh, palaver. Cool, cool. Uh, so, uh, look, folks, thanks for the year of attention. We appreciate it immensely. Um, and we will have the crack this summer. So if you want to be part of suggesting stuff, do that. If you don't, don't worry. You know, we've got r- three ridiculously fertile imaginations here. So we'll, we'll, uh, happily barrel on and, uh, leave you out of it if you like. I have been Trev Danny until we speak to you again. It'll be very soon. It'll be next week. Relax. You're the six times champions of Europe. So it shouldn't be difficult for you to be kind to your fellow Reds. I've seen some people, not you, you're obviously sound already hacking, being bitter, having little snipes amongst themselves. Some of it actually directed in my general direction. Uh, second, third hand. It's pathetic. You're the six times champions of Europe. Have some fun, you fuckers. And I know that everyone listening to this is in that category of having some fun. So do be kind to your fellow Reds. Do revel in this shit. It's wonderful. And stay safe out there. Podcast Network.